This episode is brought to you by Dietz and Watson. Uh, Molly, it's time we have the talk about hot dogs. Oh, oh, okay. Well, hey, (laughs) I'm looking for a hot dog that's the real deal, Matthew. Like a classic hot dog that like when you think of like the platonic ideal of a hot dog, Mm -hmm. I recommend Dietz and Watson's Dietz Dogs. Ah, well, I've heard that they're handcrafted and made using only Dietz and Watson premium meat. I can vouch for this because Dietz and Watson sent us a big box of hot dogs and other delights. And wife of the show, Lori, and I had them for dinner last night. We had uh, the classic beef Dietz dogs with uh, toasted buns with sauerkraut and pickled jalapenos and Dietz and Watson ballpark style yellow mustard. Do you think you'd recommend Dietz and Watson hot dogs for fried rice? Oh, yeah. Fried rice with some sliced hot dogs. I'm going to be doing that soon. Wife of the show, Lori, is going to be making the hot dog flour buns from Christina Cho's cookbook, Mooncakes and Milk Bread. Very excited for this. Mm, And I'm especially pleased because Dietz and Watson does things the right way. So this means like no additives, no fillers, no artificial flavors, no cutting corners. You can feel good about this stuff. Dietz and Watson. It's a family thing since 1939. Shop now at Dietz slash the right way. That's Dietz, D-I-E-T-Z, and Watson.com slash the right way. I'm Matthew. And I'm Molly. And this is Spilled Milk, the show where we cook something delicious, eat it all, and you can't have any. Today's episode is taco salad. Oh, yeah. Happy this was, summer. This was suggested by listener Margaret, and listener Margaret, I you make me so happy. When Matthew and I were going down the list of like possible topics to, to record this week, the first one that I thought of that seemed good to me was taco salad, but I wasn't sure what Matthew would think. And your enthusiasm was amazing. You were like, yes, taco salad. Well, I mean, every it's it's not something that I think to make that often, but then like every time we have it, it's always such a treat. It's, it's some, often a pick of the week from Wife of the Show, Lori. I love that you guys still do the pick of the week thing. How else would I know what to it make makes for it dinner? It seem like dinner's a game show. It just seems I, so fun. Oh my God, I wish dinner was a game show. <laughs> right? <laughs> like, if, 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 there'd be categories. Mm-hmm. Well, like, it just seems like there already are. It's like, mm-hmm. is tonight going to be, like, spicy? Is tonight going to be creamy? Are we going to go to Vietnam? Are mm-hmm. we going to go to Oaxaca? Exactly. No, I, and it's right. It's true. Most nights are either spicy or creamy. <laughs> I've found. I don't know about you. <laughs> yeah. I occasionally have a night that's bitter. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Speaking speaking of bitter, like we will get into this when we get when we start talking more about the particular taco salad that we're going to be putting together today. That's a that's a little teaser. Wow. For the okay. listeners, something bitter is coming up. Uh, well, anyway, thank you, listener Margaret, for um, for making it such that we get to eat taco salad here on a. Thursday morning, which is when we're taping this. Oh yeah, we're going to be at 10 a.m. Yep, it's it's. I couldn't be happier. When you said we were go- going down the list of topics, I uh, I thought you were going to say going down the yellow brick road of topics, and then what? Yeah, that reminded me that uh, we've been listening to a lot of Goodbye Yellow Brick Road mm-hmm. here recently, and uh, like when you get that song stuck in your head and you go around singing it, you sound so dumb. Really? Like, even if you're a good singer, just because like the the like high part all by itself, just someone like traipsing through your house. Singing that sounds ridiculous. <laughs> oh wait, I was the the part I'm thinking of is, is just no, just whoa. Oh yeah, whoa. Yeah, oh, that part. That song is like. Do you ever feel that there are melodies that are like the sound of nostalgia? Yeah, absolutely. What is it? I mean. It, it, 
I'm sure that people out there have been able to break down what it is in in music that like what sequence of notes in mm-hmm. what direction elicits certain feelings. Yeah, we should get a musicologist on the show as a guest. If you're a musicologist out there, <laughs> come tell us about Goodbye Yellow Brick Road. Yeah, maybe for a bonus episode. Okay. Uh, anyway, Matthew, let's go down memory lane. Okay. Taco salad was a thing that I was a little bit nervous about as a kid because I was afraid it might have something in it that I didn't like, like avocado or, I don't know, some kind of sauce. Huh, that's interesting. But I still ate it and enjoyed it because how could you not? Did you eat taco salad at home or was this something that you would find at a Tex-Mex restaurant? No, it would be a restaurant thing. I, I remember like one time and like this doesn't really make any sense. I was like visiting a friend of my parents at his office for some reason like why would i have mm, been doing this yeah. and and like the the spe- lunch special at the cafeteria at the office was taco salad and it was good and it came in one of those edible bowls yeah yeah the edible bowl is so classic i i don't i think that most of the time that i have encountered taco salad has been in like a you know sort of a middling tex-mex restaurant yep and I feel like it would be something that, uh, like, my mom would have ordered for lunch if we were at a Mexican restaurant. Yeah, it sounds great. It always came in the crispy taco or, you know, tortilla bowl. It always had shredded iceberg. Yep. Uh, it always had canned olives that were sliced. Oh, I didn't get olives today. You didn't get olives? Oh, sorry. Okay. Well, so this was yeah, my thing. Yeah, I realized thing. when I was looking at my list, the things that I failed to procure today were olives and tomatoes. Matthew. We, we can pause and go to the store and get it. I don't want to go to the store. <laughs> okay. can, you can vamp while I go to the store. I could, I could be back within 20 minutes. Oh, wow. Our <laughs> listeners would love it. It would be kind of like the backpacking food episode all over again. <laughs> yeah. Just a lot of waiting around for someone to do something. Anyway. Or for um, something to reconstitute. I think that I liked taco salad, but I... It's not that I was afraid of what was lurking inside it. It was just that I, I would, like you, I was a somewhat picky eater mm-hmm. as a kid. I didn't like sour cream. I didn't like olives. I think these are pretty standard things for kids to I not did get sour into. cream. I did something, right? Great. Anyway, uh, so I do remember eating taco salad, but I remember like picking around the olives or picking all the olives out and putting them in a little pile. On and my then plate. eating them separately? No, oh, I wouldn't did? eat the olives oh. as a child. Anyway, but I just haven't thought of taco salad in a really long time, which makes me kind of sad because it's delicious. Right. And I think like I sort of got stuck on the edible bowl thing and thinking like that had to be part of it. Yes. And like it's not something like they do sell like like pre-made ones that you can you can buy at, um, in the uh, you know Mexican food aisle at the store. But if it's not like fried the same day, it's not going to be very good. Yeah. I just, I think I thought that that taco salad was like this sort of, I, I don't know, it just never occurred to me to make it at home. It seemed like something that you eat in a Tex-Mex restaurant, and that's where it lives, and it can't leave the Tex-Mex restaurant. It's no, like it's, it's imprisoned um, there. Right, no, it's it's been, it's gotten uh, a, it's a commutation. <laughs> um, oh, yeah. So, <laughs> like, it's, okay. it, it's, got, it's gotten work release, I guess. It can, it can leave the restaurant, but only to, to appear on your table. Okay. Okay. Well, it's going to appear on our table today. Right. But first, Matthew, will you tell me about this? Because taco salad seems um, like a, 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 I don't know, it seems like a bastardization of something that, that was never meant to be a salad. Well, it sort of is, but the history was 
a hundred times more interesting than I expected. And like all of this, I learned from an article and book by, by Gustavo Arellano, who um, who wrote, who maybe still writes the Ask a Mexican column for LA Weekly and OC Weekly. Okay. And he wrote a book called Taco USA and an article for the OC Weekly about taco salad in 2016. Mm-hmm. And the the first thing I learned is taco salad was first popularized at Disneyland in the 1950s. This seems right. This seems right yes. to me. It, and it was first it, – this, this wasn't like the literally the first place it was concocted or served, but the place where it became popular was at the Casa de Fritos restaurant at Disneyland, yes. which was a restaurant run by the Mor- Morales – it was owned by Elmer Doolin, of, uh, the founder of the Fritos brand, and run by the Morales family, which first invented Fritos the chip. Wait a minute, so, I'm confused. So this so, family invent a Mexican family invented a corn chip, and then an American entrepreneur was like, "I want to market this corn chip. Let's go into business together." Oh. And so Elmer Doolin was the owner of of uh, Fritos and later uh, Frito Lay. Okay. After the merger. Okay. Um, and he hired the the Morales family to to make the chips at their factory, and then also to like develop the menu and and uh, and cook at this restaurant that he owned at Disneyland or like the concession that he was uh, hired to run at Disneyland. Wow, what a weird history. Yes, and there's so much more to it. So first of all, the original taco salad was made with a Fritos shell. So like a shell that was like a big Fritos shell. I love the thought of this. Right, sounds great, right? It was called the Ta-Cup, which is a terrible name, but it was like a taco that you can eat out of a cup. Okay. You know, this is reminding me of in Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. So for me, as you know... All references can be can be linked to Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory right. or singles. Yes, and maybe this one could be both. <laughs> so what this reminds me of is, do you know when in Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory, we're talking about the original with Gene Wilder. I still have not rewatched it in the last 27 years, you I would say. You need to watch it. So uh, anyway, do you remember when they're in that big room where everything is edible and Augustus Gloop falls into the Chocolate River? Let's say yes. You don't remember this? I last saw them it, probably more than 30 years ago. Oh, Matthew. God. <laughs> anyway. Okay. So there's one point where Willie, so Willy Wonka has been singing as okay. they walk through this room. And you see all the different characters, like, choosing different things to eat. Okay. Okay. Does one as, of them eat an Oompa Loompa? As he finishes the song, he sits down next to this like bush or tree or something that has what looks like large daffodils okay. growing from it. And he picks one off the tree and it turns out to be a saucer with like a, a teacup on top, still shaped like a daffodil. Okay. He drinks the like nectar out of the teacup and then he bites into the teacup and eats it. Oh, nice. Yeah. And so the top cup reminds me of that. Of the teacup. Uh, yeah. Like it's like an edible teacup. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. And it's almost called teacup. Yeah. Okay. I like it. Thanks. Um, yeah. Like. Maybe we should be working on making more of our utensils edible. Would that be more or less sustainable? I think that I mean, would... it'd be more more sustainable than than like disposable, right? Yeah. It's like hard... if you could eat a fork after forking with it. Well, I think that uh, I'm pretty sure you could eat a compostable fork if you soaked it or something uh, first or bar- okay. buried it first. Challenge accepted. Let's try it. <laughs> But anyway, Matthew Amsterberg. Maybe, maybe we roasted it. Died eating a compostable fork. <laughs> and was later composted. <laughs> um, oh, my God. I learned the other day about some 
about the phrase human composting. Oh, this is like and a that thing. This is like a movement that some people like are Washington really. Washington State is a leader in this. Yes. I, I was talking to a friend the other day who was telling me about someone she knew who was like very passionate about human composting. I mean, it doesn't seem like a bad is idea. It just the idea that you're like buried without a coffin and without like all the chemicals, the embalming chemicals, like just. I don't know. Or is this just a fancy way? I, I don't. Is this just putting a bow on like mass graves? Like what is this? I don't this? think it's that. I, I mean, I think it's like I, I assumed it was literally like turning turning bodies into usable compost. I think you're right. But. But which, which, and like composting, but composting is a process. Yeah, I know it's a process. Well, like when you compost, you know, your waste, it's it's like sterilized, like it goes through a high temperature process. Well, so why am right? I not allowed to compost dog poop? Uh, because it's gross. I don't know. I don't know. It, I just made up everything I just said. Anyway, <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, I know. I the 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 mass graves things was was a joke. Oh, hilarious. <laughs> I'm sorry. That was not funny. <laughs> Mass graves are never, ever funny. Well, it was also super funny earlier when I was joking about the prison system. Should we just start this episode over? <laughs> nope. God, so far we're, we're hitting in. We've on dug in all too these deep, terrible so to things. Speak. Okay, no. no but no. anyway, okay, I, I just had never heard the phrase human composting as a phrase, and I was having trouble figuring out at first whether it applied to human waste or to human like oh, bodies. Oh, definitely human bodies. And it's human bodies. I understand that. It makes total sense. I mean, yeah, why we would we want to put like, embalming fluid in the earth, or why do we want to use up all the space with our dead bodies? No, I, I agree. Let's make a pact, you and I, right now. <laughs> so you're going to eat your compostable <laughs> I'm, fork, I'm and then I'm, the- I'm going to make sure that you get composted. Okay. Well, who's But who's who's like composting the composter? I mean, I who's who's going to be around to make sure that you get composted? I think I'm going to need to involve your wife in this. I feel like she's probably got power of attorney. Yeah, over you? No, but over you. Oh, I was thinking. No, I thought was thinking she was going to compost you. This is maybe our most upsetting episode. (laughs) Why taco salad? Like, how did this happen? Should we start over? I'm serious. No, we can't. It's too late. I'm getting hungry. Here's another interesting thing about taco salad. (laughs) It's it's a relative and possibly a descendant of Frito pie. So Frito pie okay. is, is like chili and cheese and chili toppings served on top of a bed of Fritos. You can see how like if you made a taco salad with a Frito shell, you're already like very much in the same ballpark. And Frito pie was also introduced to the masses at the Casa de Fritos restaurant at Disneyland earlier than taco salad. Does this restaurant still exist? No, it does not. Why? It, it has such um, such success. I know. And remember like a couple years ago, there was like a free, uh, Cheetos pop-up restaurant. I think we talked about it on the Cheetos episode. Mm. And like people were, people, you know, they were like doing crazy things with like, you know, something stuffed with, with uh, Flamin' Hot Cheetos, that sort of thing. And we were I like, that's, that. that's silly. But like this Fritos restaurant sounds amazing, right? Well, it sounds like they're really doing things that complement like the flavor and texture of Fritos. Right. Um, Have we established that Fritos are a perfectly engineered food product? I agree. Yeah. Do you have any today? I don't. Have you? What you? But but they're not. 
they're no longer a common taco salad ingredient. Why haven't you been spending the past like 24 hours gluing Fritos together with edible glue <laughs> so that we could eat the original taco salad out oh, of a Frito like that, cup? Like that enzyme that, that Wiley Dufresne uses to glue meat together? We yeah, can, meat glue. We, we could use it, use it for Fritos. I think they use it in surgical applications, but think, I'm sure that's so. a different kind of glue. <laughs> no, let's start. Let's talk a lot about surgery. I'm glad you brought that up. <laughs> <laughs> what are what are what are some of the most upsetting surgeries in your opinion? <laughs> I, I, can, I can think of some, but I'm not going to say them. Let's get back on topic. <laughs> oh, God. All right, I'll just be over here gluing my Fritos. Listen to this episode. <laughs> you don't have to. You just have to be here in the moment. <laughs> That's really hard. I know. I'm gonna leave. <laughs> You're gonna leave the moment. Okay. Okay. So Matthew, do you need me to Wait, take over need... reading down the agenda? Uh, maybe. <laughs> Wait, why? <laughs> because you can't stop laughing. Um, do we need to make a diagram of, like who's composting who? Because <laughs> I've already forgotten like what the what the order of succession was. Well, obviously like, you're okay. So first, first you're like, going first because you're eating the compostable fork. <laughs> so we know that the speaker of the house composts the vice president. I know that. <laughs> God, I wish. Okay. All right. Uh, okay. Um, the first <laughs> reference. Thanks. The first reference to taco salad as the term taco salad is in the 60s, and it became well-known in the 70s. Okay. To the extent that in 1983, the School Food Service Journal, which I know you subscribe to, (laughs) reported that, quote, taco salad bars are the greatest thing that has hit school lunch for a long time, says a Fairfax, Virginia high school principal. I agree. Yeah, I I agree. Absolutely. Did you have, like, taco salad days in your cafeterias (sighs) growing up? I don't think we did. Either either we didn't or like I didn't think I liked it at the time. I remember having like I mean, there taco, were like taco bar. bars, which yeah. you could certainly make into a taco salad. And maybe even I did. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Gustavo Ariano talk, talks a lot about how like um people people talk about taco salad and also other like uh, Tex Mex and Mexican American foods as if like that like no no like real Mexican would eat this sort of thing and uh, he said like you know tell that to the millions of high school students in in the Southwest and Southern California who eat taco salad for school lunch and love it like every week mm-hmm. would you choose taco salad over a taco I think it depends. It's like context dependent. Like uh, taco salad feels more more cooling and so mm. more summery to me. Kind of mm-hmm. not that I'm going to turn down a summer taco. Well, and it seems like an authentic taco is sort of uh, you know it, it doesn't have a lot in it, right? So I think of it just as like meat. Uh, yeah, I was I was comparing a like a taco salad to a, an American an style American. hard taco. Oh, okay, yes, which, which is very similar. But still, like, you know, it doesn't, doesn't have as much lettuce, I guess. And so, like, and, uh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Go on. Okay. Can we can we make a taco salad now? Yeah. yeah. And then talk about, like, what we put in it. I mean, yeah. we already talked about what we're not putting in it because somebody forgot to buy those things. Okay. I really can't believe you didn't get the olives. Okay. Go start making it, and I'm going to sit here and just complain about you not buying olives. Okay, great. So while Matthew is making the taco salad, I just have to say that when I arrived today, wife of the show Lori was here. And wife of the show, Lori, noticed that Matthew was warming a small saucepan of refried beans on the stove. And I loved how concerned she was because I would never have said this. But she, being wife of the show, Lori, has has the ability to say difficult things to you, Matthew. 
she was like, what, don't you have any like whole pinto beans or black beans? And Matthew's like, nope, this is what we've got. And she's like, but, 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 but. But Molly's here and she's fancy. She definitely did not think that we should be eating refried beans in our taco salad, Matthew. Even though that's what we do at home pretty much every time. Oh, do you think she was doing this on my behalf? Like she thought yes. I, really? Did she think I was going to like judge you? You're right. You would never do that. Oh, Matthew. No, but I am so happy when you cook for me. Like, you could probably serve me a compostable fork, and I'd be really happy. (laughs) You are such a good cook, and I love coming over here and having you cook for me every single time we do a taping. So uh, I'm just going to leave that out there in the ether and let everybody absorb it and really feel the, the depth of my gratitude. Let's just take a moment of silence for Matthew's cooking. <laughs> he died? <laughs> well, once again, Matthew, you keep forgetting who's going to die first in our human composting situation. I know, that's true. I'm running out of things to say. This episode is brought to you by Town Place Suites by Marriott. Whether you're traveling for work, need a place to stay while your home is being remodeled, or maybe you're just enjoying a relaxing week away, well, Town Place Suites by Marriott has all the comforts of home. Yeah, so they've got a full kitchen. Uh, they've got, you can borrow appliances, like if you want a blender or a slow cooker while you're traveling, you can borrow it, no charge. <laughs> uh-huh, so like you could invite your friends or your coworkers over for like a post-meeting drink. You can bring your pet Totally allowed. Oh, I love this. Oh, I see. They even have special pet items you can use. And they have the built-in Alpha closet system. Nothing makes me happier (laughs) when I am traveling and I have like a place to put away my clothes. Mm -hmm. Molly has seen what happens when I don't have a place to put away my clothes. Nobody wants to see that. Nobody. Nobody. Yeah. So like a whole closet system where I can really like unpack for reals. I am down. Well, this is made for you then. And this is Town Place Suites by Marriott. Town Place Suites by Marriott has all the amenities you need to feel at home during your stay. Find the comforts of home at Town Place Suites. Go there with Marriott Bonvoy. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. So Matthew just asked me if I wanted avocado. And when I said yes, he suggested that I cut it myself. And I asked if this was because he was like afraid of cutting it since he doesn't like avocado. And his response was that he hasn't practiced very much, (laughs) which reminded me, Matthew, uh, lately I've been eating a lot of watermelon. And it made me think of the watermelon episode. I think it was summer of 2018 when I learned that Matthew truly does not know how to cut a watermelon. I mean, do you remember you cut slices like the width of a human head? The way you said it was, I think it was summer 2018. It was like you were remembering a natural disaster. (laughs) It It was really a wonderful moment for me because... I just am so this avocado is not ripe enough for one thing. Oh, sorry. I am sorry. just so genuinely surprised by your like <laughs> the holes in your culinary knowledge. I have many holes. What other things is a what other things is a hole for you? <laughs> <laughs> what Matthew, where are your other holes?
past where your other holes are. I heard, but I'm not on the mic. <laughs> yeah, he's he's saying he's not on the mic like that's an excuse. <laughs> Tell us. Okay, so you seemed you seemed surprised at the appearance of the taco salad. Well, yeah, because it had no tomatoes, no olives. Ah, even even though we covered that, you still still surprised. Yeah, still surprised. Somehow I just couldn't picture it without those things. So tell us mm. about. Oh wow, I also have never thought to stir it up like this. Of course, I mean this is so logical. I don't know what I was thinking, Matthew. This is brilliant. Did you invent this stuff? Uh, yes. I invented it in 1953 when I was working at Disneyland. Although, weirdly, not at a restaurant. I was wearing the Mickey costume. This is so good. Good. What did you do? So here's why this is good. First of all, I didn't put olives in it. And we all know olives are terrible. That might actually be the worst thing either of us has said so far on this episode. Olives are great. Yeah. I love um, them now. Okay. So... Mm-hmm. Here's what's going on here. First of all, I like threw together elements of three recipes. Okay. One is the taco meat is the Cook's Illustrated taco meat, which we've talked about on the show before and, mm-hmm. and have given the recipe for and will do again. Mm-hmm. And it's become my house taco mm-hmm. meat. So it's a very tasty taco meat. The, le- the iceberg lettuce is dressed with uh, the cilantro lime vinaigrette from the Cook's Illustrated 30-minute taco salad recipe. I didn't use anything else from that recipe, but I was like, cilantro, lime, vinaigrette, that sounds good. Okay. And I don't usually make a salad dressing when I do taco salad, mm-hmm. but I was like, this sounds really good, so I think I'm going to throw it in. And it is good. Mm-hmm. I have a vinaigrette story. Okay. Yeah, I had just assumed we would be dressing it with the salsa. Mm-hmm. In fact, I put enough salsa on it to dress it. That's what I usually do, but I bet it's good anyway. It is. Um, the cilantro lime vinaigrette, this is not much of a story. <laughs> I, I know you really got your hopes up when I said vinaigrette story, that this was going to be a real epic. I'm trying not to cry. Okay. It's got cilantro. You whiz up cilantro, olive oil, lime juice, garlic, salt, uh, jalapeno, cumin. Mm, mm-hmm. All good things, right? I put it in my little mini chopper, and I whizzed it all up, and I tasted it, and I was like, this is disgusting. This is like one of the worst things I've ever put in my mouth. What did, you do what to, did I do what did wrong? What did you do to it? I forgot to put the lime juice in. Oh. It was so interesting. Like, you know, it's not like anything that I put in was bad tasting. Mm-hmm. Like, those are all delicious things. And But if you leave the acid out of a vinaigrette, it is horrible. Mm-hmm. It's like a grease, you know, greasy, salty compost. How long did it take you to figure it out? Must have been uh, pretty quick. Half a second. Yeah. Because you must have been like, uh, this just tastes like grease and herbs. Yep. That's a good story. I'm glad you told it. So tell me about what you remember from the taco salads of your youth. Mm. Like, what and then we have to on? swing back around because I haven't even mentioned the third recipe that I worked in. Oh, I'm this. sorry. No, no. The, never mind. Skip my question. But So basically you're asking me, um, what do I remember from memory lane, the thing we talked about at the beginning well, of the show? Well, I'm trying to – like this is such a – so this feels like when you go to like a, a high-end high place serving taco salad mm. – I don't think so. No, it just, it feels special. It's special because I made it for you. (laughs) It was made with love. Mm -hmm. The most important ingredient. Yeah, I left out the love from the vinaigrette. It tasted like shit. (laughs) Yeah, no, you're right. Taco salads in my youth definitely would have olives and would have uh, tomato chunks, diced tomatoes. Would they have a dressing? I think sometimes, yeah, and sometimes, I think probably more often not. 
But it would definitely have iceberg. I mean, this has iceberg lettuce. Where, when have mm. you... Well, what would it have if it didn't have a dressing? That seems weird now that I asked the question. Well, because, like, I mean, sometimes there's, like, like they put in, like, uh, well, I don't know if it's, like, just beans or, like, some sort of, like, like stewed beans. Well, anyway, but if you put, if you did, like, iceberg lettuce, meat, beans, shredded cheese, pico de gallo, or mm-hmm. just chopped tomatoes, avocado, it's sour cream, olives. Like but the- I still think it might taste a little lean. But maybe that's what people wanted in the eighties. Maybe so, and like, and there is talk, like you know, greasy taco meat in there is doing its work mm-hmm. if you're lucky. Okay, a very common ingredient of taco salad when we were kids that uh, wife of the show Lori remembered was uh, French dressing, which uh, oh. specifically Catalina dressing, mm-hmm. which is when I when I looked up what is Catalina dressing, I was like, oh, it's my nightmare. Is because, it, does it involve ketchup? Oh yeah, it's like ketchup with more vinegar and sugar added. So yeah, it's basically that. Okay, but I don't know. Like probably like if you if you like stirred that into a taco salad and didn't tell me, I would be like, ooh, wow, this is like an especially you know zingy taco salad. What what did you do? Where is the line between taco salad and burrito bowl? I'm so glad you said that. You know because so I, I know people already have really strong opinions about whether rice is allowed to get mm-hmm. near their burrito or not. I think a burrito bowl is sort of often presented as a version of a rice bowl. Yeah, I think so. Right? Does taco so, so, salad ever have rice? That's a good question. I don't think I've ever gotten like a like a Spanish rice in my taco salad. Me it seems neither. like it might be tasty, but it doesn't feel like taco salad. That feels that feels like a burrito in a bowl, right? Because and the reason the reason I'm so glad you brought that up is because sister of the show Wendy mentioned the other day that she that she had had burrito that their family had had burrito bowls for dinner. And uh, and so, of course, we asked, like, what's the difference between a burrito bowl and a taco salad? And she said that, uh, in her opinion, burrito bowl is, like, less lettuce and more beans, basically. That it's more like you dumped out the contents of a burrito into mm-hmm. a bowl mm-hmm. and less salady because there's less greens, less rice. Kind of like beans and rice. Like yeah. a, a version of beans and rice. Exactly. Okay. okay. So the other thing that I put in here was tortilla whiskers. So I, I looked up to see what – I looked checked Sunset Magazine because I figured they would be – if, if there's a if there's a source that I trust for taco salad, it would be Sunset Magazine, and they had a recipe for uh, taco salad with tortilla whiskers. And what they mean is thinly sliced corn tortillas, like cut into strips that you toss with some oil and chili powder and salt, mm-hmm. and then roast them till they're a little crispy. Mm-hmm. And so I, I threw some of those into. That's nice. Yeah, it's really nice. Yeah, and I liked how like when I put them together, I thought, oh, like I'm gonna snack on all of these and like eat them all before Molly gets here. But it turns out like they're they're designed to be used as a seasoning, so they're like way over seasoned for snacking, sort of in the same way bagged croutons are. Mm. Mm-hmm. Remember Mrs. Cubison? <laughs> I do remember Mrs. Cubison. I was trying to remember what it was like to eat a crouton like out of the bag, like, and I I don't real salty and dry derby. Yeah. Okay. Not, uh, not yeah, bad. I do miss Mrs. Cubison sometimes, though. Since she got composted. <laughs> do you remember when I when she came on the show? <laughs> could we could we speak to Mrs. Cubison? <laughs> Is she here in the room with us? I'm not a medium, so I'm not sure because mm. you know she did get composted. That's so. that's true. Okay, yeah. Like I I think for a second there I had the idea that she was a character that you were doing, but I must be misremembering. It. <laughs> no, she was a character. You, I Wait, I you was doing. I it? thought you did it. 
that's possible. I don't remember at all. Listeners, if you remember uh, which which one of us was possessed by the spirit of a um, of a possibly dead um, crouton mascot, please let us know. Facebook.com slash Spilled Milk Podcast. Okay, Matthew, the last item on the agenda here is Okinawan taco rice. Mm. Tell me about it. I've never heard of it. Taco rice is essentially, it's, it's an Okinawan dish that was like... <laughs> God, this, Sorry. Ep- this episode Because so- of the chewing? No, just everything. I was just going back over it in my head. Oh, okay. Just like all of our misdeeds. It's okay. Like, if our if our show did get canceled, would that be the worst thing ever? <laughs> I I would miss it. Yeah, that's true. We could we could keep doing it just for ourselves and not air it anymore. Okay. <laughs> okay. You could you could still come over and I would like make you a taco salad or like give you an unripe avocado or whatever <laughs> whatever it is I usually do. Okay. Okay. <laughs> you could come over and I could tell you which things I forgot to buy. Okay. How about that? Okay. It good. would be very nostalgic. Like goodbye, Yellow Brick Road. Okay. Okay. Now a taco rice. So yeah. It's uh, it's one of these dishes that uh, is like a fusion dish that happened when American for, because American soldiers have been stationed for a long many decades in Okinawa. So what it is is it is a taco salad on a uh, white rice base. This sounds fantastic. It's really good. I do it for dinner sometimes. Usually I will omit the lettuce mm. if I'm doing that because, like, I, I think iceberg, when it gets, like, a little heated up by the rice, gets slimy. Mm. So I think, okay. it's, I think it's better without the lettuce. Um, wow. But it's real tasty. I like the yeah. thought of this because I also like the idea of it on like a Japanese style rice that's got a bit of sweetness mm-hmm. to it, which sounds so good against like the very sort of savory or even spicy other flavors. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Is this? I can't remember. We did an episode recently in which you did some interesting. Oh, mm. Doria. Doria. Yes. Wait, yeah, was I'm, that on an I episode? That wrong? You, I guess it was. I think you I feel like you talked about it once. Will I, you I remind have. our listeners what it is? Yeah, it's like a it's like a rice casserole, rice with with like some kind of like meat or cream sauce or cheese sauce and various meats or vegetables like baked like topped on rice and baked. And, has, and it's, will it's, you pronounce it properly? Doria. Okay. It's like a Japanese Italian fusion dish. Okay. Uh, for some reason, uh, Okinawan no, excuse me, Okinawan taco rice reminded me of that. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. The sort of, you know, idea of using this, like, um, Japanese-style rice as a, a base for these other contrasting flavors. Yeah, I mean, well, it's, it's because it's it's like a Japanese dish that, like, is very, like, well-known and loved in Japan. But really the only thing that makes it Japanese is the rice. But mm-hmm. that's enough to make it feel very Japanese. Mm-hmm. So it's great. Mm-hmm. If you're still listening to, to <laughs> this episode, probably you're a bad person. Join the club. Yeah. And uh, you can find us online at SpilledMilkPodcast.com and Facebook.com slash SpilledMilkPodcast. And uh, what was it we wanted them to tell us on Facebook? Uh, oh, uh, which of us was, was Mrs. Cubison? Mrs. Uh-huh. I can't I think it was you. But we're going to find out. Our listeners are going to remember which of us voiced Mrs. Cubison. Was it me? <laughs> <laughs> Did, it, did Mrs. Cuffison sound like this? I think she did. Mm. <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, our producer is Abby Circatella. Mm-hmm. And... As always, has her work cut out for her this week. Please leave us a review. Maybe not of this specific episode. And, uh, gosh, you know, uh, it's almost the end of summer. Mm-hmm. So... You got, you got any big plans? going to eat some taco salad. Yep. 
make maybe some some taco rice. Yeah. Oh yes. Yeah. You got big any, any big plans now that now that your podcast went went out of business suddenly because well, I'm gonna slash what happened on the taco salad episode. Yeah, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna now that I lost this job, mm-hmm. I'm gonna have to make some adjustments. So okay. Well, because we'll you be... know podcasting is really lucrative. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. So, uh, so maybe, maybe we'll be back next week. Maybe not. It's a real cliffhanger this week. <laughs> wow. I'm Matthew Amster Burton. I'm Molly Weisenberg. Okay, actually, you're right. This is 100% your fault. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. 